Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World of War Comics. Thank you for joining us today. We have another amazing guest. But before we get into that, please hit that subscribe button. Ensure that you hit that ring bell. That way you're notified every time another interview drops or another video with amazing content. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Cien Chili's, C-I-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-S.com. Go to cnchilies.com for all your hot sauce needs. I go there. I make sure that I always have my habanero, always have my jalapeno, and always have my Thai bird, which is my personal favorite. Also, at checkout, if you use comics in checkout, save 15% off your total order. That's more than saving on the tax that pretty much takes care of uh some of the uh, shipping as well. So amazing family that owns this company. Please go support them and you're going to get some incredible hot sauce. It's also brought to you by Comic Crusaders. Go to ComicCrusaders.com to get all your movie, comic book, and music reviews. ComicCrusaders.com. Um, you can't go wrong. I'm a contributor to Comic Crusaders, and I love going there for all of my information on what's coming out and what to expect. ComicCrusaders.com. All right. Without further ado, today's guest is Austin Hupp. He is the owner of Power Comics, and he is the creator and writer of The Masters. If you love Bronze Age comic books, you're going to love this comic book. It's absolutely incredible, action-packed, amazing character development, incredible stories. And if you're my age, <laughs> close to 50, and you want to remember how comics used to be, this is an amazing brand of comic books to do just that. Or if you're younger and you want to know what it felt like to hold a brand new comic in your hand that took you back to the stories and that time, you're going to love this comic book. Um, the Masters, Austin Huff. Without further ado, here's Austin and I. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the World at War Comics podcast today. My special guest, Mr. Austin Hupp. Austin, thanks for joining, man. I don't even know how I found out about you. I don't know if I was going through something and, and then all of a sudden it, it popped up and I was starting to look and I, I was doing a little research and then I fell in love and then I reached out to you. And I, I don't know, man, here we are today. But I have to tell you, Austin, man, Masters issues one through three are a masterpiece Thank you for sharing them with me. Cannot wait for issue four, which you could get on Kickstarter right now. But uh, anyways, how are you, man? I couldn't be better, man. You know, there are no coincidences, Thomas. A hundred percent. I don't believe in coincidences. True. I don't either. I don't yeah. either, Austin. <laughs> That's great, well, man. That's great. Glad you're digging it. Oh, I'm, I'm so digging it, man. Um, but before we get into Power Comics and the Masters, um, <laughs> because we want to kind of end there, I would love to go back in time, Austin, if you could kind of give me your history in comics. Like, when did you pick up that first comic, and when did you get the bug for comics in general? <clears throat> yeah, sure. So, I was born in 69, uh, essentially the year the Bronze Age of comics started. Mm -hmm. Graduated high school in 86, essentially the year that the Bronze Age ended. <laughs> so, I consider myself a Bronze Age kid. Yeah. So, in 1973 or 74... Again, it was a different time back then, right? Yeah. I'm about four years old, five years old, living in the near west suburbs of Chicago. Uh, I'm over at my grandma's house visiting her. She's actually babysitting me. Uh -huh. And she gives me 50 cents, <clears throat> excuse me, to walk down the street, like this busy street in Chicago called Ogden <laughs> Avenue, go all the way down. I mean, I must have walked four city blocks by myself as a four or five-year-old kid. <laughs> 50 cents, and I bought... Defenders number 18. Oh, wow. 
cover by Gil Kane, interiors by uh, uh, Sal Buscema, and inked by Dan Green, I believe. <laughs> and I'm trying to I remember who wrote the story. I think it might have been Roy Thomas. Yeah. And I bought a candy bar with the other 25 cents. It was a marathon bar. <laughs> a marathon. And those marathon bars were like 12 inches long. They had a ruler <laughs> printed. They had a ruler printed on the wrapper. And their tagline was marathon. It lasts a good long time. Yeah. <laughs> so the candy bar is gone. Yeah. But the comic book is still in my collection. You still have your first comic book. I do. That is incredible, Austin. I don't know Isn't too that crazy? many people who have their first comic book, to be honest. I do. Yeah. I do. I have my first comic book. And from there, you know, I was in the generation where we had the 67 animated Spider-Man, yeah, right? Yeah. We had all of those crazy Marvel, Hulk, Submariner, Iron Man, Captain America, yeah. like clutch cargo type of animation. Right, we had right. Batman. We had all of those in reruns along with Adam West Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 73, we get Super Friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then we keep getting more, you know, like Challenge of the Super Friends and Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yeah. And all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. So, and then we had amazing action figures at the time. We had the Migos. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was a collector of Mego and Big Jim and G.I. Joe and all that yeah. stuff, but but mostly Migos. Now, you fast forward to about 1996, I think it was. I had been married for a couple of years, uh, had a child, second yeah. baby on the way. And my brother, who was seven years my junior, mm -hmm. calls me up and says, hey, you're not going to believe what I found uh, in mom and dad's attic. And I said, what'd you find? He's like, I found all your old Migos. Oh, wow. And I'm like, no way. And I go over to my parents' house. There's this huge box. It was like the box that would fit a, a trench coat from J.C. Penny. Yeah, yeah. Open it up. And there's maybe, I want to say, 30, I think 30 action yeah. figures in various conditions, like Stuff that was looked like I just took it off the card in 1982. Wow. Right. And never played with it. Yeah. And then figures that were just torn to bits. Yeah. <laughs> and then we found the Batmobile, the Bat Cycle, the Mobile Bat wow. Lab, the Green Arrow car, the Hall oh of Justice, goodness. the Spider Man car, Captain America car. We found all this stuff. And next thing I know, I was recollecting Mego. Yeah. <laughs> next thing I knew, after doing research online for me, go back in 96, 97, like infancy of the, the internet, right? Yeah. I found guys who were actually making custom Mego action figures. Oh, wow. And I had always wanted to do that. Yeah. So Reader's Digest version is I started doing that. And today, about 650 customs later, true story, um, I have, you know, probably 700 and some Migos in my collection, inc original, including customs. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Back in 2018, I started the Custom Migo Hall of Fame, <laughs> where it's a Facebook group that I run. And we induct every year um, Migo customizers and also actual custom Migos themselves, individual figures and play sets. That's so awesome. As a place to honor you know, people who who kept Mego alive essentially yeah. is what, wow. what what everybody did. Wow. But the the 
the next phase was I started creating action figures of my own characters. Oh, how cool. And, and I created the masters, the villains who are the masters. I made them all in action figure form. That is and, so cool. And typically the process, Tom, was that I would make an action figure and I would post it online. Everybody would cheer and say, oh, what a great job. <laughs> and then I'd move on to the next figure. Yeah. The problem was is that was that nobody knew who these characters were except for me. Yeah. Right? So I was like, well, I could post these and people will say, wow, that's great, Austin, but who the hell is it? Yeah. What yeah. does he do? I'd be the only guy who knew what he was doing. Right, right, yeah. So I started to create origin stories for these guys. You know, I had their names. I had origin stories now. And all of a sudden, I was like just chatting with a buddy of mine and said, God, you know, I think I've got a really good idea for a comic book story for these characters. Yeah. And I want to put I want to put them in the Batman universe. And I want to do this like a brave and the bold from the 70s feel. Yeah. <laughs> every every villain he fights. So there's five villains. We'll have five chapters. And every villain he fights, he has to bring in a guest hero to fight him. Yeah. So Batman will bring in Green Arrow to fight my character, Surreal Ordeal, and so on and so <laughs> forth. Next thing I knew, I was writing this huge comic book series that ended up being five issues long. Yeah. And I thought, wow, this is pretty good. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, partisan when it comes to that. I, of course, I think my, my, my work is good, <laughs> right? I wouldn't be doing it. Right, right. It's, it's kind of like people who think they're funny. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're funny or they wouldn't tell the jokes they tell. <laughs> it just is what it is. doesn't mean it's you're true. funny. 100%. It means you think you're funny. <laughs> so I reach out to a buddy of mine, Art Baltazar, who is a, a DC cartoonist. Uh -huh. And um, he's been a friend of mine for, man, a long time, probably going on 20 years or more. Yeah. And we go out to lunch like we, we typically do. And I showed him the action figures. I read him the plot summary. And he's like, wow, this is great. And I said, yeah, you know, Batman story, right? He's like, yeah, this is great. He's like, I'll introduce you to the publisher of DC Comics at C2E2 in a couple weeks when, when everybody's in town. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you would do that for me? He's like, yeah, I mean, I'll introduce you. I'm not going to say nothing more than that, you know, because I'm not going to put my reputation on the line. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Art, that's cool. Yeah. But two weeks later, right before C2E2, this was in February of 2020, the publisher of DC Comics, Dan DiDio, is no longer yeah. publisher of DC yeah. Comics. Yeah, yeah, Dan. <laughs> and then a couple, a couple days later, C2E2 is over and uh, everything's locked down with COVID. Yeah. So I'm sitting here at my desk and I'm like, okay, I've got this script. I've got these awesome characters. I've got a professional artist who thinks what I've done is worthy of being published. Right. What, what do I do now? Yeah. So that's when, you know, I, I'm thinking, what can I do? Do I go to Marvel? Can this yeah. be a Spider-Man team up kind of a comic book? Can I change right. the characters out? Yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, I thought, I, I have to do this. And I decided the best way to do it is to incorporate my own publishing company yeah. and, and start a Kickstarter. Yeah. And that's what I did. And, you know, pretty much we're on issue number four, you know, not only are we doing the masters, yeah. but I've also picked up uh, other licenses from other companies. We're working with super Joe unlimited 
Yes. Uh, which which is, I, I tell you, we just got our first inked, colored, and lettered page, the, the first page. Yes. When you, when you open up, like, like when you open up the Masters, just for example, yeah. that's the first page you see, right? Yeah. It's just this big bam right in your face. Right, right. Well, Super Joe is going to be very similar. We just got the first <laughs> page today, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I swore everybody on the team to secrecy. I said, we can show any other page when they're done. <laughs> yeah, not that one. But long. the first page, yeah. the whole point of the first page is to knock you on your butt. Yeah, yeah. If you're sitting down, you get knocked off your seat. Yeah, yeah. Okay? But we, we have so many ideas and so many amazing artists and writers who've joined the, the team. We're yeah. looking at horror comics. We're looking at mystery and suspense. We're looking at uh, science fiction. Yeah. We're looking at we're looking at adult humor. Yeah. You know, not like not like sexy adult humor, but adult humor kind of like Rick and Morty. Yeah. Or, yeah. or South Park or The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of push the boundaries of taste. Yeah. But they're not yeah. you know, pornographic as you right. see a lot of these comic books are now. Yeah. Um and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they have their yeah. their their genre. That's their lane, right? That's their yeah, lane. They have their lane. Not yeah. a lane that I'm in. You know, I'm over right. in the the 1970s lane, you know, which I, just, I love, man. I love right, that. Right, right, right. I'm in the Bronze Age lane. I'm over here <laughs> on the right, right next to silver and gold. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that's where we're at with the Masters. We're on issue four. It's kickstarting yeah. right now. Yep. Uh, if people missed the issues like you did originally, there are catch up levels where you yeah. can get a copy of each. Yeah. There are always two covers to every issue. Like here's, you know, cover, cover B from Bart Sears, cover A from Stephen Butler and nice. so on and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the origin of the whole power comics company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Um, again, thank you for sending over the first three issues. Like I said, I did go on Kickstarter. I did do the catch up. So I will get all four of mine, which I'm super excited about. But man, I just fell in love. The other unique thing is the people that you're working with and the people right. that you're surrounding yourself with. I mean, yeah. some of these names, man, are just insane, Austin. I mean, let, let's just go through them, right? You have Arvel Jones, you have Bob Allman, um, you know, Joe Statton, Bart Sears. I mean, I could go on and on. Tom Morgan, um, Steve yeah. Butler. I mean, you have surrounded yourself with some absolutely incredible talent that have been in the industry for a long time from Marvel, DC. Um, what else did we see in there? We saw Omnipress, Xenoscope. I mean, that's pretty impressive, man. That is incredible. Yeah. Well, first, first thing I did was I thought to myself, okay, I better hire the best artist to cover up any shortcomings I have with the story. Because it I is mean, my story. That's smart. Right? That's smart. That's smart. smart right. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm always I'm always thinking, right? Always thinking. Yeah. But yeah. what 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 really happened was, you know, it was it was 2020. Mm -hmm. And I started reaching out to people that I knew who was doing were doing something similar, like making comics and kickstarting them. Yeah. And I would pick their brains, and every one of them would give me one or two more people to call. Oh wow. And I would call them and they would give me a couple of people. Each. And I just kept reaching out and talking to people, getting different perspectives. Yeah. And I came to a fellow that, that you know, Michael Finn from Liberty yep. Brigade. Yep. And I asked him, I said, hey, man, how did you get all of these, these great artists? 
And he said, well, I've, I've kind of known him over the years. I used to put on Baltimore Comic-Con. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you had an in. That's cool. And he's like, yeah, I had an in. But you have to understand, right now with COVID, most of these guys are looking for work. They're looking oh, for things to do. Good point, yeah. And, and they're like, you know, do you have do you have a contact of anybody in the business? Yeah. And I said, yeah, I actually do. And he said, who is it? And he said, well, Joe Rubin. I said, Joe Rubenstein. Mm. I met Joe at a, I met Joe and Alex Saviak at a con a, a year or two earlier. No, and huh. we, had, we had stayed um, a friendly over email and Facebook. And he's like, reach out to Joe and ask Joe if he'd like to be involved in the project. And then ask him if he could help you get a hold of like two or three guys that you know that he's friends with. Right. And say, hey, Joe, I'd like you to ink covers by this guy, this guy, this guy. They happen to be Alan Weiss, <laughs> Kerry Gamble, and Ron Wilson. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, all three of them came on board. That's incredible. So, so I reach out to Joe, and, you know, he honestly is the conduit that that helped put this all. Everybody's connected pretty much through him. And I okay. can't thank him enough. I mean, I, I'll never be able to repay him. Okay, right, yeah, for yeah. what he did. But I remember I sent him an email bright and early in the morning. Now I'm in Chicago, he's out in LA. And almost instantly at like five in the morning, he responds. Wow. So I was just I was just getting up and he was probably getting ready for bed. Yeah. Because okay? <laughs> all those artists out there, and you know who you are, you're all freaking vampires. Okay. <laughs> you're all vampires. I'll be up, I'll be up at eight o'clock in the morning. And I'll get an email or a message from Tom Morgan out in Los Angeles. And I'm like, I know that cat has not gone to bed. Yeah. It's not like he's waking up, Tom. He yeah. is, he is, he is, he is like, oh man, I'm tired. I'll, I'll like send him a message. Hey man, you got a quick second? He's like, oh dude, I'm exhausted. I got to go to bed. And I'm like, bed? I just woke up. Uh... So, so Joe immediately says, hey man, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Who do you want me to reach out to? And I said, Alan Weiss, Carrie Gamble, and Ron Wilson. I want them to do covers, and I want you to ink them. Yeah. He said, no problem. Send me an email message that you want me to forward to them. I'll do it. What more can I ask for, Tom? Yeah, that's incredible. The next day, the next day, Alan Weiss sends me an email. Now, Alan lives pretty close to me. He's in Chicago as well. Okay. And he's like, wow, man, this sounds like a great idea. Do you have time Sunday night, say around 6.30 for a phone call? Yeah. And I'm like, Alan Weiss wants to call me? <laughs> like the Alan Weiss? Yeah. Yeah, man. I ain't saying no to Alan Weiss. <laughs> he calls me up. We talk for three and a half hours. Wow. And at the end of the conversation, I have to remember, Tom, I was going in the, into this wanting to get big name artists that I loved as a kid, as a teenager yeah. growing up. Who, who mean a lot to me, like Alan, Carrie, and Ron, and Joe. Right. I just wanted them to do covers because doing the interior pages, man, that was going to be expensive. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, okay, if I can get big names to do the cover, right. but on the inside, I've got, um, you know, still quality artists, but lesser known that I could pay less money to. You're right, That's yeah. That's the way to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. By the end of the conversation... Alan said, hey, man, I'm in for a cover. I want to do an interior chapter. 
and I want to take one of these public domain characters that you've chosen, and I want to recreate them for you. Wow. And I'm sitting there, like, on the phone, and I'm <laughs> – how do I say no to Alan Weiss? You don't. <laughs> you, you don't. don't. You, you don't. don't. Yeah. So the next thing I knew, I had <clears> – <throat> excuse me, the perfect plan for my series. Wow. I was going to offer a cover, a chapter. Yeah. They get to pick the villain chapter and whatever, like, superhero teaming up with our new Batman character, which is the Black Owl. The Black Owl, yeah. Right. So whoever was going to team up with the Black Owl, they would get to recreate them. Wow. Next thing I knew, <clears throat> I'm on the phone with guys like Bob Hall, Ron Wilson, um, uh, Val Merrick. Arvel Jones. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Alex Saviak. Yeah. I mean, these guys are legends. Yeah, yeah. Right? Absolute legends. Yeah. And I didn't stop there. I kept calling people, man. I reached, <laughs> I reached out to Neil Adams' people. Yeah. I, I reached out and had a 15-email chain conversation with Starenko. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I chatted online with uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. <laughs> uh, I even reached out to John Byrne. And I yeah. mean, basically, basically, his people sent me like this 30 page contract. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm reading through it. And I think as I get to the end, I'm like, it pretty much just said, hey, if, 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 if John wants to do this, he will. If he doesn't, he won't. I mean, <laughs> it was it's pretty much that's what it came down to, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and God bless him that he's he's been able to do such yeah. an amazing amount of work that he's been Absolutely. able to put himself in a position where he could be, yeah. you know, that picky about what he takes on. A hundred percent, yeah. Because I'm sure every Tom, Dick, and Harry like me yeah. wants John Byrne to work for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so incredible man what a yeah. story and uh man as a fan of comics right you you have this idea of maybe creating your own comic and then it turns out that you're meeting all your heroes that you uh that you i mean you're i just you know as a as a fan of comics i just remember grabbing a comic book sitting on the floor with a stack of them you know maybe 10 or something and i remember all night just going through there and then as you do that a few times, then you go through that stack again, right? And you end yeah. up reading like Death of Superman like 10 times. And right. then you start to really make these connections with these writers and artists and letters and inkers that uh, it's hard to explain unless you've been lost in a comic book and forget where you're right. at. And then it's all of a sudden, all these years later, you're able to make these connections with these same people that wrote right. those comics and worked on those comics that you were right. lost in. I just, the emotional yeah. ties and everything, I just can't imagine what those conversations were like the first time. It, it's very similar. It's very similar to music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big music guy. Yeah. And we all, we all have that comic book that touched our soul. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, the story, the art, the whatever. We yeah. all have that album that touched our soul or that musical artist that touched our soul. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's very similar. You know, the the ability for a comic book writer and artist and everybody involved, actually, yeah. to be able to take you away. You know, I was um, before before just just so the fans out there know, before yeah. Tom and I went live, we were talking about. um the first page of Super Joe Unlimited, right, Tom? Yeah. Was it before we started or after? Yeah. I, I think just it was, got to, yeah, right before. Okay. 
So I just got the first page. Yeah. And I, I, I'm telling you right now, the way I, I look at that page, we've got Stephen Butler on pencils and inks. Yeah. We have Jim Brown on colors. And we have Justin Birch on letters. All of those guys are getting the, their names on the cover of the comic books. Yeah. They are all equal when it comes to the yeah. art. You know, one of the things, you know, you look back at, at old comic books like this one. Yeah. The new ones. The only reason I don't put everybody's name on the cover of the Masters, and I only put mine because it's Austin Huff's The Masters, right? Yeah. The only reason I do that is because I can't fit all 20 names on a cover because <laughs> there's so many people in every book. Yeah, yeah. But but when I look at what, what all these guys have done, it's like yeah. the lettering is so important. I'm holding yeah. it up right here, you know, looking at this thing. The lettering is so important. Yeah. The colors are so important. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Like like the first few pages of, of issue two uh -huh. are just are just crazy with the colors. Yeah. It's amazing. Rob, Rob Epps did the colors, Tom Morgan yeah. did the pencils and inks. Or yeah. no, I, Tom did the pencils and Bob Ullman, who you mentioned earlier, did the yeah. inks. See, there's so many guys working on my comic books, I can't keep them all straight. <laughs> and they're all they're all legends within the industry, too. They're all legends. Blows me they're away. All legends. If if, if they're that. legends, they've won awards, they've got yeah. enough, they got enough, they got enough hardware to start a home depot. <laughs> okay, seriously. That's what these guys have. They're amazing. Wow. Yeah. And they're they're fantastic to work with. Yeah. Even even the guys who weren't able to work with me. Like yeah. there are a couple, there are a couple of guys who Man, if, if we didn't have bad luck working together, we would have had no luck at all. Yeah, but, yeah. But we parted as friends, and it was like, you know what? It's just not working out right now, yeah. but I guarantee it'll work out in the future. So let's yeah. let's kind of like circle back later on another project. Just timing. Yeah. Timing is everything in life, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, timing's everything. Timing everything. is everything. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, right. that is such... I know I get chills just thinking about it and I'm very jealous of you to be able to uh, see everything that you've accomplished just in three issues and the people that you've been able to work with to put that together. But it also goes to show the quality that you've put together in those first three issues and the reason why the quality is there, right? I mean, not only is the storytelling awesome, Austin, so congratulations on that, but every page you go through, they, it really does pop um, the the characters that have been developed or used are amazing. Um, some really fun ones um, from a villain side and obviously from a hero side. I can't wait to see who the team up is going to be in issue four. But uh, I mean, it's just the colors are amazing. It just pops. Like you said, every page, obviously that first page is so important to kind of floor you, to get you excited about what you're about to get into. But then when right. you turn that page, right, it's equally as impressive um and uh and just congratulations i'm so happy for you and i'm, I'm so excited to get it in my hands because one thing reading it in like a pdf version which is awesome because on my apple computer all the pictures pop but that to right. have that feel in your hands turning each page there's nothing like that in a comic book i tell people all the time i do read off the uh, off the app sometimes but there's nothing like holding a physical copy in your hand and so i'll always be a physical copy guy yeah, I'm a physical copy guy too. So, so here is like issue issue two, cover A. Uh huh. Right, and then um, and this cover was done by Al Milgram and David Perrin. They yeah. did this cover. Wow. Colors by colors by Mort Todd. Here is your Ron Wilson, uh, Joe Rubenstein cover. <laughs> I was Airman able to, right there. That's Airman, right? Yeah, Airman. Uh, I was I was able to corral um, Mike Vosberg, famous for doing GI Joe back yes. in the day. 
Yeah, yeah. He did, There's he graffiti. Did this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, just so your 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 um viewers understand the the masters, the villains, there's five yeah. villains. Yeah. And they're all inspired by my favorite artists of the 20th century. So you have five villains that were inspired by Salvador Dali, Keith Haring, um, Toulouse Lautrec, Rene Magritte, and uh, famous black and white photographer Ansel Adams. <laughs> and I put them together as a team. And yeah. what they're doing is they're each each charged with stealing a different portrait yeah. painting in a different museum in the country. Yeah. And they were brought together by this one very rich benefactor who yeah. is paying them all handsomely to do this because he thinks that the paintings together hold some kind of a mystical, magical power for him. And of course, then the hilarity ensues, yeah. right? <laughs> and Black Owl teamed up with Airman, Arrow, Twister, yeah. Plymo, and Flyman. Yeah. All six of them are famous Golden Age superheroes. Yeah. And when I put this together, Tom, I originally had the whole idea of, you know, Batman with Green Arrow, Red Tornado, Hawkman, the Atom, and Elongated Man. Yeah. Right? Those were like my favorite Brave and the Bold team-ups back in the day. Yeah. So I swapped them out for Golden Age heroes and we reimagined them. Right. People said people said I should just create my own superheroes as well. But I thought, you know what? It's going to be hard enough to sell comic books with no characters that anybody knows. Right, right. It's hard enough to do it when the villains are unknown. Now right. I have to do it when the heroes are undo unknown as well. The, right. the whole point of it was going to be it's my villains in the Batman universe. Yeah, yeah. And it was going to work very well. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah. And 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 littered throughout and I'm going to I'm going to show you guys some some cool pages just so you see them. Yeah. So littered, littered littered throughout the book are all kinds of homages, yeah, and tributes. We've got tributes to the old Hostess Twinkies and Cupcake ads. <laughs> I saw that one, yep. <laughs> okay. So yep. this was this was originally a Hawkman cupcake ad back in the late 70s. And of oh. course, we swapped out Airman, who is our version of Hawkman. Right. Yeah. And basically, that's, so that, cool. that's what I did. It's like I found a a Daredevil ad that I put Black Owl in. There was a Plastic Man ad, and I swapped out our Plymo the yeah. Rubber Man, and so on and so forth. The other thing that we throw in here is um, I was a big fan of the Who's Who pages in uh, the DC Universe. Yes. Yeah. So what we did was we did Who's Who pages. Yeah. For all of the heroes and all the all villains, of the villains, yeah, all of the ancillary characters, so cool, man. And then when everything's done and we release the trade paperback, yeah, one of, one of the add-ons will be an individual sixteen-page Who's Who comic itself. Nice. And, and the wraparound cover will be created by none other than Pablo Marcos, who did wraparound covers for the who's who back in the 80s that's crazy man. yeah that's yeah. insane man the other thing that i love i was a big fan of this comic series called um marvel fun and games mm. and i believe it only lasted for 13 issues maybe from like 79 to 80 something around there 
And there was a guy named Owen McCarron that worked for Marvel that he would do, like, if you do, if you search these things out, you'll find that he drew a picture of Al Milgram and he drew a maze in his face. You know, <laughs> he had like, you know, put, put the piece of Doc Ock back on Doc Ock and Scorpion yeah. on Scorpion, whatever. Right. 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 So my dear friend, Joe Woes of Maze Tunes. Uh-huh. All this guy does is mazes. He's amazing. Emmy award winning uh, uh, artist and TV show host. Just fantastic. But he did a bunch of mazes for us. <laughs> so, so there's the there's the Plymo maze, and we all we have them all at the all at the back of the comic. So here's the black owl. <laughs> I remember and, doing some of those in comic books too, and... right? And then and then here, of course, is the one from issue one, where Black yeah. Owl is trying to get the Mona Lisa. You can see the Mona Lisa right yeah. there. <laughs> from so the awesome. Masters. Yeah. So, I mean, totally fun and games. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, the most important thing for me was I was able to bring my good friend Art Baltazar into the, into the project, and he recreated an old Mego action figure ad that used to be in the comic books when we were kids, so he did this. That's so awesome, man. And if you notice on the bottom are all of my characters. All your figures. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Yep. Man. And we did this. And we did this for Figures Toy Company, as you can see on the bottom. That is so awesome, man. Yeah. We got to figure out how we could get those made for real, man. Well, I, I, I'm actually making them for backers of the Kickstarter. Yeah. So they're available as, um, as a reward. And I'm having a hell of a time finishing them. It's, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I thought the easiest thing I would have to do is to make the action figure because I've been doing it for 25 years. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have had so many hiccups, paint application problems, 3D really? printing problems, clothing problems. Wow. But I'm close to getting them done. If you're a backer out there and I owe you a set, they're coming. Yeah, yeah. You can buy a set of the villains for $300. They're 60 bucks a piece, so 300 for the set. Yeah. And I, I hand paint them, clothe them. They come in uh, uh, clamshell packaging where you wow. can take them out and display them if you want. The, the whole nine yards. So cool, man. Man, you've done it all, man. Austin, you've thought of everything. Well, I, I, I actually have all kinds more stuff coming out. I mean, this is my, my love letter to the Bronze Age. Yeah. So by the time we're done with this, yeah. We're going to have seven uh, eleven style Slurpee cups with our logos on them, <laughs> all the different characters. Oh. Um, we, we've already done a jigsaw puzzle, a yeah. hundred piece jigsaw puzzle. Yep. We've done a Ben Cooper Halloween mask of the Black Owl. <laughs> um, we're going to do a twelve month wall calendar. Oh, we're yeah. going to do a tribute to the old Power Records record and comic book. <laughs> and we're going to do the entire issue number five on vinyl and we're going to attach the comic book we've already got the art done chuck Patton did the art for it oh wow and i've got the the voice actors hired and we're going to record the whole thing and get that done and have a kickstarter for that sometime next year as well <laughs> that sounds like so much fun man you must be having a blast being able to recreate the past like this in the future i, I, I mean you know cool that's Tom, that's the whole thing. It's like yeah. when I decided to do this, my thought process was 
go big or go home. Yeah, yeah. And I've stumbled a little bit, but every time I pick myself up, I've dusted yeah. myself off. Yeah. Because I looked at this project and I said, man, if this is the only thing I get to do, if this yeah. is my legacy, I'm going to do it exactly the way I want to. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. you know? Thanks Good for man. you, man. Good for Thanks. you. Well, I mean, can we talk a little bit about Super Joe, right? So that's the Masters. That's under the Please. Power Comics. Super Joe, is that a Kickstarter yet? Please. Super Joe has already been a Kickstarter. We raised over thirteen thousand wow, dollars for it. Congrats! That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. And we moved we moved the Kickstarter over to Indiegogo. Okay, because they let you keep going and adding on and all that good stuff. Um, you know, it's it's funny now that we're talking about Super Joe. Can can I run and get something really? Yeah, quick? please. That would be okay. awesome, Austin. Maybe 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 pause this with with the viewers for just one second. Yeah, you bet. You we, bet. We just we just released something today for sale on the Indiegogo page oh, as a, as a it. reward, okay. and I I really want to show it to everybody. So All so right. hold that thought. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> that is awesome so these are can you hear me okay i can yeah so these are the custom cosplay wearable super <laughs> joke commander helmets oh i love it and <laughs> and we can't forget his evil enemy <laughs> that is awesome man darkon that is so cool man hard to breathe in that <laughs> those look awesome though 
So these are available. These are custom made. We're limiting them to 10 each. Yeah. Um, if you buy one, it's it's yours for $495. Yep. Plus you get three comic books, three variant covers. There are seven variant covers total. Yeah. If you buy both in the set, you get all seven variant covers. Nice. Okay. Nice. And that's listed on our Indiegogo page. These things are insane. <laughs> I mean, it looks insane. I, Tom, I've got a huge, a huge melon, and this thing <laughs> fits fits my melon. I love it, man. I love it. That is so awesome looking too. That is so cool, man. So, technically, we say they're for display. Yeah, but you know what, dude? If if you really you 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 could you could wear those to a con. Yeah, I mean it's, it's easy to make them fit your head nice and snug. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and the um, the shield inside that uh -huh. comes out. Okay, we put the shield inside just basically for display reasons, you know, because yeah. you're not going to want to look through the helmet at the back of it in yeah. a display shelf or a case. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. But super, super Joe, man, I'm telling you, all your viewers, go over to Indiegogo and look up Super Joe Unlimited. Go to Kickstarter and look up the yeah. Masters. Yeah. Both are by Power Comics. Super Joe is, uh, man, it's, I really didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. And boom, here it is. And we're super excited about it, you know? I mean, back in the day, they created the Super Joe action figure line. Yeah. And it died a, a miserable, fast death yeah. uh, in mm -hmm. like a year. Mm. So there was no backstory about Super Joe, mm. and it was a great line. I mean, yeah. you it it had light up action, and you know, all uh, articulation was great. The the figures were really really good. They were a yeah. little bit bigger than the Mego figures. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they just were lost in the shuffle somehow. Yeah, and you know, we were able to get the license to do the comic from the guys who um brought back the license to do the action figures really yeah i reached out to them actually they they reached out to me not to do a comic but they're friends of mine oh okay and, and the one called me up and said hey man you're not going to believe this but i was able to get the super joe action figure license again and i'm making figures that's so cool I, and it was it was so funny tom because i was talking to a guy who had brought back another action figure line from the early 80s. Really? And I was talking to about doing a comic book for his toy line, and we just couldn't get it figured out. Yeah. And when my buddy Jason called me, I said, hey, I'd like to do Super Joe comic books. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I think, I think that sounds great. And I said, well, how much do you want to license them? He's like, I just want some free comic books. <laughs> okay. That work? <laughs> you can make that work, right? I actually make comic books, so this is perfect. <laughs> Go figure. So so we started working on this thing. And yeah. you know, I I went out and I got Bob Hall to do the main cover because Bob Hall did the cover for G.I. Joe number four back in the day. Mm. And that's my favorite Joe cover, or was it GI Joe number two? What are those coming covers? off the tank? Coming off the tank? No, that was number one. That was one. Number two was where they're running up the hill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I think that's number four. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. the bottom line is, 
I already had a relationship with Bob Hall. He's yeah. he's done four pages for uh, issue five of the Masters. Uh, so I called him up and I said, hey, man, do you remember when you did G.I. Joe? And he's like, of course I do. I said, can you take the Super Joe action figures and can you make it into the uh, the comic book cover? I'll tell you where to place all the guys. Yeah. No problem. And <laughs> so cool. the, right. And one of the two guys who brought back the Super Joe action figure line loved the cover so much. He's like, I'll pay for you to make get that cover made. So I basically <laughs> I basically got the cover for a comic book made and paid for by one of those guys. That's and so now cool. they have it hanging in their home, you know, as a, as a shrine. Right. Yeah. And uh, we got it colored and we put it out. Everybody, Tom, everybody thought that I had gotten the comic book license to G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, because I, I teased the old Bob Hall cover. I said, hey, we've yeah. got a big announcement coming. Yeah. It wasn't because I got a real American hero. It was because yeah. we're doing an homage to that cover. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people, I got a lot of backlash. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, threatening my children's lives. <laughs> all that good stuff. You yeah, know how the yeah. internet is. The internet's got an internet, Tom. Yeah, I know. it, And that has an internet, too. Correct. Correct. <laughs> but one of the things that I took from all of the we'll call it constructive criticism. Yes. Okay, yes. Was that there were some really passionate, a real American hero fans out oh, there yeah. from, from the comic book side. Yeah. So I said, okay, you know what I'm going to do? Cause I really want these people to be involved in what I'm doing. I yeah. want them, I want them to like me and power comics and, and the yeah. content we're creating. I reached out to a good dozen different uh, Joe comic book artists uh-huh. that stretch all the way back to the 80s wow and i was able to bring in a bunch of guys i brought in jim brown as our colorist because he colored probably close to 250 issues of gi joe a real american hero wow yeah for idw yeah brought in uh cover artists like ron joseph brian shearer robert atkins <laughs> you know and we i even got a commitment from larry hama to do a cover Oh wow, that would be huge! Yeah, yeah that's, oh, actually, that's... we have a we have a cover artist for GI Joe for IDW that lives here where I live in Hemet, named uh, Jamie Sullivan. Okay, yeah, yeah, and every year we have a GI Joe um, Comic Con or a GI Joe show in Temecula, right. which is a city not too far away. It happens yeah. sometimes twice a year. Yeah, you're and down I, in SoCal, right? I'm in SoCal. Yeah, so yeah, no GI Joe. You don't want to mess with GI Joe fans, so I think you did it right by bringing yeah. in all these amazing Joe fans. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, that's awesome. You know, we 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 um we've already finished the covers. Um, uh, we've already finished the main Bob Hall cover. We took yeah. that cover, which was co- colored brilliantly by Mort Todd. He's done most of the coloring on the Masters, and you know, we wanted to bring mm-hmm. we wanted to bring out the whole 1982 vibe. Yeah, you know, because yeah. the figure line ended in 1979. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Only so, uh, a year or so, huh? Right, right, yeah. exactly. So we had Mort do the colors on that, but then I was able to get Jim Brown to recolor it as a variant with more colors that would be indicative of the real American hero stuff that IDW did. Yeah. yeah and that's... then we brought in and Ron Joseph has done his cover, which was a tribute to an X-Men cover. Which instead of the Wendigo, remember Wendigo? 
Mm-hmm. That big yeah. Sasquatch-looking abominable snowman. Yeah. We have the gore <laughs> on the cover and replacing him. And Jim colored that as well. Oh, um, wow. Nitho Diaz, another Joe artist, contributed a cover. Yeah. Um, and Robert Atkins just finished up his cover, which, you know what? It could be the best one of all of them. And I hate to say there's a best. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it features my favorite action figure from the line, the shield. Mm. And he is just storming at the reader with his shield and <laughs> reflecting in his shield is the gore, the oh, big, cool. <laughs> the big Godzilla like monster. Right. Yeah. So, um, Brian Shear, his uh, cover is supposed to be coming in in the next week. Yeah. And, you know, and then we, uh, we have to make sure we get Mr. Hama. Yeah. Uh, to finish his and you know what man I'll, I'll wait forever for his cover yeah for sure uh, and i and i think everybody is with me on that because yeah. you know larry is so so crucial to the whole genre oh, you know yeah. I mean? so yeah, what, however much time he needs to take i'll mail those out separately I, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> i'll pay the postage yeah yeah you no, know it's, it's, it's an honor thing. to be working with him it's yeah, an honor so- to be working with all these guys. And then, of course, we talked about Stephen Butler doing uh, this awesome Batman cover tribute yeah. for the Masters. Yeah, he's doing he's doing all of the interior pages of Super Joe Unlimited. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Just amazing stuff. Yeah, that's so cool. Man. I get chills thinking about it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Man. Thanks, Austin. Man, it's incredible. So th- those are the two. Uh, titles under power comics as of right now right correct yeah i mean those are two powerful uh titles uh man if anybody's listening you got to check it out what's your website austin well people could go to like is there a website where they could go to or well i i the best place to go Uh and we'll we'll link some stuff in the description when we're done the best place to go is to just do a search for power comics okay on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok um uh but but specifically go and search power comics on kickstarter and indiegogo and support us you know it's so easy everybody to click like or click follow or whatever you know what man if you really do like the stuff if you really want us to keep creating like we're doing like tom does like i do like so many of our friends do you know just go over to kickstarter indiegogo zoom yeah I mean, we have stuff as low as like $5 or $10, a digital copy. You don't have to spend $1,000 on a piece of art from Mike Grell, but we'd like you to. Yeah, it's there if you want to. It's there if you want to. (laughs) But but seriously, if a 1,000 people gave me $10 for digital copies, I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a pretty good day. Right, Tom? Yeah, I'd be very happy myself. Yeah. So, so, so that's what we're looking for. We love the likes. Don't get us wrong. We, we, we like being the popular kid in school, but you know, we want to keep doing this. We want to get rid of our day jobs. We all have day jobs Yep, and we're all tired of our day jobs. I'm 54 (laughs) and I'm tired of my day job. I want this to be my day job. So please support us folks. I promise, I promise you will not be disappointed. Not with the content that we are producing. 100 no i there's no doubt i mean just from what i've seen from the masters no doubt about it can't wait to get my joe comic and uh because that will be the next thing that uh, will did be you back out. the joe comic yet no i will i'll go on indiegogo oh, you need to go it. and get a set of these helmets <laughs> yeah. 
just in time for Halloween, Tom. Just in time, man. Just in the, look at that thing. That thing is awesome. So what I really want to do with these things is I want to get another guy to uh -huh. go out with me and we just start filming videos like of us eating breakfast or something with helmets on. <laughs> Right, yeah, or we're like walking our dog, and like, and we're just we're just arguing like a couple of you know an old married couple. Yeah, <laughs> well, mom that. always liked you best, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, funny stuff, right? I love it, Austin. I love it, man. Um, incredible stuff, man. Like I said, if anybody's listening, Kickstarter for the Masters, Indiegogo for uh, Super Joe. Both of those are ready for you to make your purchases. How many more days do you have left on the Kickstarter? 10 days. So next, Ten days. Friday, next Friday at midnight, October 27th. So you got buy early and buy often. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, Austin, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on, man. Super excited to get your comics. Uh, fan for life now. I, I'm sorry I didn't uh, know of everything that you're doing sooner, but I'm glad that I found it. And uh, man incredible incredible stuff appreciate everything you're doing to to bring back wholesome amazing fun um just get lost in the comics style stories that um i could give my kids and i don't have to worry about i just i love kid that friendly. I mean, it's absolutely incredible kid friendly and these are great things to read with your kids too yeah, if absolutely. you if you if you know the characters yeah. if you know who they're based off of, like those famous artists I told you about, you could yeah. say, wow, well, it's an educational tool. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it, to me, these comic books could be sold at the uh, the Art Institute of Chicago yeah. and be used as an educational tool because, hey, look at here's This guy was inspired by Keith Haring. Yeah. Let's take a look at what he did in his life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're educational. They're kid-friendly. They're just traditional superhero, supervillain comics. Yeah. They're for everybody. They're for everybody. They're awesome, man. Do you, well, know what I, do you know what I say at the end of every interview, Tom? What's that, Austin? Power up. Power up, baby. <laughs> Power up. Power up. Power up. <laughs> I love it, Austin. Well, Austin, thank you so much. I hope we could have you come back again because I know you're going to be busy. I know issue four is coming out. Um, and then I don't know what you're doing with the masters after that, but whatever you do, I would love for you to come back and share it with all of our uh, viewers because, uh, yeah, I, I think they need to know and everybody needs to know what you're doing. We've got issue five after issue four. Perfect. And, that, and that's going to tie up the series. And then after that, we, uh, come out with a Kickstarter for the trade paperback and the trade hardcover. Awesome. And those and those will have a special issue number zero, Ooh. which gives you pretty much the prologue yeah. to the masters, the story behind the story. Nice. And and everything will be included in that that trade. So you'll have all the who's who in there. You'll have all the variant covers. Wow. You'll have all of the artist bios. You'll have all all of the hostess ads. There's all kinds of stuff in there. So that's going to come out after issue five. We should have the issue five Kickstarter up before Christmas. Okay. And hopefully everybody will have issue four before issue five Kickstarter ends. Yeah. It's, 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 I've only got a few pages left to do and then it's out of the printer. So yeah. we might have it printed before the before we even get the money from Kickstarter. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I mean, that's that's incredible. So Everybody, get out of the Kickstarter. Make sure all you got to do is type in Power Comics and it'll pop right up. I've done it several times. So, 
Austin, thank you so much for being with us. And I can't wait to have you on again. And what do we say at the end of the interview, Tom? Power up, everybody. Power up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Austin. Have a good one, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Be well. You will. You as well.